0: And now,
1: and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Big thanks to Bill Dolman. Podcast will be up a little bit later tonight. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Give us a subscription. Tell us what you think. Review it. It's all good. The Hale Varsity Radio show at HVarsity Radio on Twitter, Hale Varsity YouTube, formerly of Hale Varsity, and. It's covering uh, the Pac-12 now. Saturday's out west. Derek Peterson, Doctor Petey, back with us. Doctor Petey, uh, your your old pal Kevin Durant uh, found his way to uh, to a Matt Rule speech, and the rest of Twitter has gotten to see it.
0: How you doing,
2: man? It's been a while,
0: man. What a uh, what a what a collision of of, of loves for me. I know I'm not I'm not ready to die for Matt Rule. I will give him a pinky. Maybe, a, maybe an insignificant toe.
2: Um,
0: I don't know if I'm ready to die from that role yet, but, man, that was something. He's uh, That
1: was something. And, and the the comments I've seen online from some people who aren't Husker fans is this, man, being prepared to die before you play Northern Illinois seems a bit dramatic. And then the people come to the defense and say, you know what? He's trying to make a dramatic change in that program. Sometimes you need stuff like this when you're trying to make a dramatic, dramatic change. That's kind of the side I'm sitting on is – yeah, is it a little dramatic to say you're pre- prepared to die before you go play Northern Illinois? Yeah, sure, but it's a, it's a completely different type of mentality shift that Matt Rule's trying to instill in the program. That's kind of what you need whenever you're, you're trying to do something like that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's the same with, you know, every time we see a three-game speech from a college football coach before a game, the, the people that aren't really inundated in it are like, this is cringy, and then the people who... They're like I was sitting there at my desk getting kind of goosebumps listening to it. I'm like, man okay, i will fired up for this. Like if you're in the moment, you know, sometimes it, it takes what it takes. Um, he's, I, he's great. Like I think, I, you know, I just kind of nod my head in agreement every time I listen to him talk.
2: Well, and you know, things have flipped around at least Nebraska is at three and three. Uh, tell us about your experience checking in on the, the PAC 12, the drama, the last hurrah, but what a season so far it's been for the league, not only with quarterbacks, but all the, the ranked squads and a big one tomorrow in Seattle.
0: Man, it's, um, I can't wait for that game. Uh, i talking about Oregon and Washington. I think that's going to be the Pac-12 title game. Um, conference doesn't have divisions this year, so looking at a potential rematch for those two teams, I think that's what happens. Not a believer in USC. I think the way things stand right now, I think whoever wins that game tomorrow in Seattle is, is probably sitting pretty for a spot in the college football playoff. Um, SEC looks a little down. I don't think Michigan is going to struggle with Ohio State, but maybe you get you know one team from each of the four conferences in the playoffs. What happens with Oklahoma? But yeah, the 12 has been um, it's been very entertaining this year. Both both on and off the field, because you've got courtroom dramas going on with Washington state and Oregon state and the pac two and all that kind of nonsense. Um, but, you know, Michael Penix jr. Has been absolutely fantastic with Cam DeBoer and with Ryan Grubb at Washington, Oregon. I thought before the season, Oregon had a team that was going to challenge for the college football playoff. And I think there's certainly a complete enough football team to, to threaten for that. Um, USC is always fun because Lincoln Riley continues to do the exact same thing, expecting different results. (laughs) UCLA has the best defense in the country that nobody knows about. Uh, And then you've got like Washington State, who is very fun to watch. And then Utah, which has a new guy getting hurt every single week and is just an absolute bear to watch on offense. It's painful getting through their games. Um, The last year for the conference, and it couldn't be any more entertaining.
1: And, and Derek, whenever you think about a team that plays like they're willing to die on any given Saturday, it feels like that Utah squad because anything that can go wrong has gone wrong, and yet they're still sitting at number 16 in the country and at 4-1. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're 16th in the country. Um, their defense was, was awesome through the first uh, four games. Just completely shut down UCLA open conference play. Um, they got you know a guy in Jonah Ellis who leads the country in sacks. They're really good, but I, I just kind of wonder at what point does like enough become, or does, does too much become too much for them? I mean, they have a different guy going out in the lineup every single week. The quarterback Cam Rising and came out and publicly shared that uh, his knee injury was wasn't just an ACL tear. He just completely blew his knee out, um, tore three or four different ligaments in that knee, and. Um, you know, it, that's like – they, to me, feel like a Big Ten team so much more than somebody like Washington does <laughs> just because of the fact that, you know, Kyle Whittingham is going to do his thing. They're going to play tough. They're going to play defensive-minded football. And they're just going to kind of try to get by on offense. Um, yeah, and they've been uh, – he's a great coach. and He's doing a, a – doing his best game this year with all the injuries. I mean, they got, you know, their number one running back is is hurt. Their number two and number three running backs are out for the season. Their number one quarterback hasn't played. Their number one pass catcher hasn't played. Their top defensive end hasn't played. Uh, And then they're just losing guys left and right when they, you know, when they kick the games off. So it's, it's, it's impressive what Whittingham is doing with them.
1: Derek Peterson is with us on Hill Varsity Radio. I want to go to another team in the Pac-12 that I really enjoyed watching this week, or not this week, this year, um, in Washington State. I know they lost last week to UCLA, which was kind of surprising to me, but as somebody who isn't watching the Pac-12 as religiously as the Big Ten, maybe not surprising to others, but what have you made of the Cougars so far this year? Yeah, I
0: mean, offensively, this is what I expected from Cam Ward a year ago. It took them... It took him a year to really make the, the transition mentally from where he was in current word, playing at the FCS level, to playing at the, the Pac-12 level, playing at the FPS Power 5 level, whatever you want to call it. Um, when he got pressured last year, and he got pressured a lot, had one of the poorest offensive lines in the country, he made mistakes. He threw interceptions, and he forced balls. And the biggest change with him this year is I mean, what moved them into, you know, they're the top 15 team going into UCLA, he had Heisman buzz. I think he's going to continue to have Heisman buzz. He'll probably take someone down at home. Um, he's just making better decisions with the football. Um, he's still getting pressured. I mean, UCLA got after him a ton a week ago. But, again, they've done that to everybody. I, you know, I said they've got the number one defense in the country. Um, he's, he's just he's playing really smart football. And I think the moves that they've made offensively um, around him to bring in some, you know, some receiver talent, get him some help, he's being protected a little better. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that is is definitely capable of beating anyone on any given Saturday in the Pac-12, and that's kind of what's going to happen this year. I mean, they beat, you know, they beat Oregon State at home to open Pac-12 play. Uh, they lose to UCLA on the road. Oregon State beats Utah. It's um, just going to kind of be a murderer's row when you have to go on the road in the conference this year. Um, and I, I think Washington State is going to get someone because I think they are a legit top 15 team because of the combination of quarterback and their defense has been getting better and they're able to get after you a little bit once they get a lead.
2: What's Lanning brought to Oregon?
0: Well, number one, he's brought the, we're going to recruit, you know, the SEC guys. I mean, that, that certainly helps. Their number one cornerback is a former Alabama guy. Um, One of their top receivers is a former Alabama guy. Jordan Birch came to them from South Carolina. Um, Somebody in a, in an athletic story uh, from Antonio Morales, I believe it was published this morning. um, Somebody anonymous PAC 12 staffer said they are looking Like and recruiting like an SEC team, and I would, I would agree with that. I mean, they've been the best recruiting team in the Pac-12 for five years now, for a long time now. Um, And so, they're you know the quality of depth that they have on that roster is is just going to be a little bit different from the rest of the league. But I think what landing has brought is is an SEC mentality just sort of across the board. Um, They are a much more complete football team this year. They are a much more focused football team this year. Um, I think they're going to win on Saturday. And I think that they, you know, if if you ask me, they might pick to make the college football playoff out of the Pac-12 group right now. Um, I just think there's a, there's a focus to this team this year. that They didn't necessarily have last year. Um, There's a defensive identity that they didn't necessarily have last year. Um, And I think, you know, I think Landing's time at Alabama with Nick Saban, Landing's time at uh, Georgia with Kirby Smart. I mean, you know, you don't coach under those guys, and take nothing away from them. Um, I think they're going to be a very, very, they're going to be a really tough team for schools whenever they get to the Pac-12 or when they get to the Big Ten. Excuse me. I think it's going to take USC some time. I think it's probably going to take Washington some time. Um, I feel like Oregon could probably just slot right in and there's going to be some transitional stuff happening there, but I think they're going to be able to come right in and just you know, hold their own right away because of the talent that they have on that roster from years of recruiting and then because of the mentality that Lanning brings to that group of just, you know, we're going to focus on us, we're going to get better every single day, and we're just going to beat the crap out of other people. <laughs>
1: Derek, you talk about that that transition to the Big Ten. Let's quickly go to USC and Lincoln Riley. We have about ninety seconds left here. What is USC's transition to the Big Ten gonna look like? Do you see Lincoln Riley changing who he is just a little bit? And then as a side note, what do you make of their matchup with Notre Dame this weekend?
0: Well, he hasn't changed who he is to this point in his career, so I, I mean, I don't I don't know what what has to happen for him to do it now, right? Like he he held media this week and Sort of said that he thinks media members had a preconceived notion of the defense this year and the second adversity hit, they said, ah, this is why you should have made a change. Well, yeah. Because everybody knew what the defense was going to be heading into this year. They're not (laughs) physical enough. They're not, you know, they're not fundamentally sound. They're not in the places that they're supposed to be. They're not playing they're certainly not playing Big Ten defense. They're not playing championship level defense right now. And instead of you know, talking about the, the ways that they need to get better or, you know, making a change this past offseason because every, all of us saw that that was what was needed. He ran it back and said that he trusted Alex Grinch and said that, you know, now we can show improvement and we can do this. And Lincoln Riley said that he knows better. And, you know, I mean, cost him a playoff game uh, at Oklahoma. He didn't make the playoff last year. They didn't win a bowl game last year. They didn't win the conference title last year. I don't know if they get to the conference title game this year. Um, And he's going to have arguably one of the, what, five or ten greatest players in the history of college football playing for him, Caleb Williams. Um, The dude's amazing. And I think he's kind of going to be wasted. Um, I think they beat Notre Dame this weekend because Notre Dame looks tired. But I don't know if they can get through Oregon and Washington and UCLA.
2: That's a run. Dr. Petey, we'll get caught up again Saturdays down south with uh, Derek Peterson at Dr. Petey on Twitter. Bud, thanks for catching up with us.
0: Hey, it was great to hear from you.